You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I guess I want to start with a little bit of background, because background helps us put it in context. Um, since 1920 until about 1960, many synagogues had formal Thanksgiving celebrations, sermons, positionals, um, grand events on Thanksgiving Day. And you can read about them in, on the internet, by, for example, by looking at Dr. Alan Brill's blog, where he collects a few of them. The topic of celebrating Thanksgiving was very much on people's minds. Um, Rabbi Soloveitchik is well known, not just endorsed celebrating Thanksgiving, but did so himself and had a Thanksgiving meal. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Rabbi Huttner um, was deeply opposed to celebrating Thanksgiving and thought it was distinctly a Christian practice. In the middle of this, however, resides the great Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, who ponders the issue four different times in Igris Moshe, and distinctly works hard to address the issue of thanksgiving from the perspective of halacha. There are not many topics that Moshe chose to address multiple times, and not only did he address it multiple times, he addressed it multiple times in multiple eras. And not only that, it's clear that Rabbi Feinstein's view evolved. Um, perhaps his view evolved halakhically. Perhaps his view evolved as America becomes less interested in formal Thanksgiving celebration, the reality on the ground evolved. The first tshuva that Rav Moshe publishes and writes was written in 1953 at the height of the American Orthodox Thanksgiving celebration. And he addresses the issue only in passing. He's asked in Evan Ezer, Chalet Bay's Demonu Demo 2.13 in Evan Ezer, the question of whether you can have a simcha on a Christian holiday. And um, Rav Moshe writes out a novel idea that many people don't agree with, which is even to have a wedding or a bar mitzvah on Christmas is problematic. If you do it because it's Christmas, then it's distinctly problematic. And even if you just do it on Christmas because it's convenient, it's problematic because it has the appearance of a celebration. But then he ends with a very novel one sentence that starts the Thanksgiving literature. Beyond Rishon, Rishonah January 1st, Bechain Thanksgiving. And also the holiday of Thanksgiving in last or Medina, um, having holiday, having Jewish symptoms on these days is not prohibited. But pious people 
to be strict to avoid any celebrations on Thanksgiving and New Year's. Now, it's clear to me in the context of this chuva that Rav Moshe is actually saying something important, which he is going to reinforce and revisit in his other two votes. Rav Moshe is certain by 1953 that neither Thanksgiving nor New Year's is a Christian holiday. And it is not prohibited to celebrate on them because they are not Christian holidays. This is an even more novel insight with regards to January 1st, which distinctly originates as a Christian holiday um, and is celebrated by a man. But Rav Moshe is clear, and we'll see it's even clearer in other two votes, that he's not interested in history. He's interested in living in the present. And it's obvious to him in 1953 that January 1st, American New Year's, is not in fact celebrated as a Christian holiday in America. And it's obvious to him as well that Thanksgiving is not celebrated as a Christian holiday. And thus, it doesn't have the halachic status of a non-Jewish holiday. When I say to Rav Moshe, but don't you know that January 1st, or even Thanksgiving, which is not true for Thanksgiving, but Rav Moshe doesn't know or care whether it's true for Thanksgiving. Rav Moshe insists in this tshuva, and I think that this is Rav Moshe's basic view, that ancient codified history hardly matters. Even if I were to tell Rav Moshe, but don't you know that in 1411, the Catholic Church thought January 1st was a Catholic holiday. Ramosha wouldn't deny that fact, but he would say, I'm living in New York City in 1953, and it's an obvious foregone conclusion that on a practical level, neither January 1st nor Thanksgiving is celebrated religiously. Its festivities are not limited to Christians, and its festivities are not found in a trunk. Ramosha sort of says this in passing, and this itself is a very important idea. The idea that when you're asked a question about a practice that might have some vague origins in religion, but the religious origins are in fact long gone and not part of the public celebration in the real world that we live in now, um, that's not governed exactly by a chukos hagoyim prohibition. Rather, it's only if it has a pagan origin, then even though the pagan origin has totally disappeared, this is the case of let me know that this has no direct applications to Thanksgiving, in my view, because as Rav Moshe notes in his later Chuvot, 
Thanksgiving never had a Christian origin, but it might have very direct application to a holiday like Halloween, which might have, which does have Catholic origins and pagan, either Celtic or Celtic origins, depending on how we pronounce the word, but already nowadays has evolved away from people celebrating it as ghosts and goblins, and now they walk around trick-or-treating, um, pretending to be Donald or Barack, and, and, um, and it's lost its religious origin. Ramosha revisits the question of Thanksgiving in Yoridea Simon Dalid, Felek Dalid Simon Yud Aleph, and Ramosha lays out a more nuanced and historical idea of Thanksgiving. In this tshuva, the second tshuva he writes, he says, A person who wants to join in the celebration of, and then he writes in Yiddish in parentheses, Thanksgiving, to join in the Thanksgiving suda. Since it's obvious that in the religious book, this is certainly not a religious holiday. And it's just an American celebration. That the pilgrims came and celebrated yesterday, the previous time, or now. There's certainly no prohibition of not in eating turkey and um, not in eating, not in participating in. The celebration. Since this is not a religious event, but I would call it a political event, Ramosha says, since it's disconnected from any faith, there is no prohibition. And he says, But certainly you can't turn this into a religious obligation or a mitzvah. But to turn it into a Voluntary celebration. Um, and then Ravosha says, maybe um, there is a prohibition of Aniso there, but I think to be Yom But I still think he says it's a problem to establish a fixed day. For the holiday, because Yesh Bomishum Baltosis. There's a form of adding to the Jewish calendar. Um, and after Yesh Badun Inyan Halal, the Komokum Easter Vadai Huze. Nonetheless, Ramosha says there's a problem of adding to the Jewish calendar. And adding to the Jewish calendar by insisting that Thanksgiving is a mandatory celebration. It's distinctly problematic. We don't add 
um, to the Jewish calendar and adding festive days to the Jewish calendar as mandatory is distinctly problematic. And then Rav Moshe adds an important idea. And then he continues to note, but even if the festivities are prohibited, eating turkey is not prohibited. He named Pashut Laniatati, the Af Mashu Vadai Nesha Choka Afum. Even if something is technically prohibited, Imhu Dabar Shachazin and Shaosin came with Kuleyama the Nakhur, from Elushlo Shaisi Kabro Tehukutsayim, and even if it's something that's connected to the religion, if it's something that everybody does, it's still not governed by the prohibition of Ramosha then says something very important. Is limited to doing things that are uniquely festive to the religion. But eating and drinking good things um, can't become prohibited because of chukosa akum. They're objectively good. And since they're objectively good, there's no prohibition to eat turkey. Even if the non Jews eat goose on Christmas. Even if the non-Jews eat goose on Christmas, and because the market for geese becomes saturated and the price of geese go down, so you buy a goose and you shecht it and you eat it. Um, even though the truth is, is that the goose is present because it's Christmas, you're not eating the goose to celebrate Christmas. But Moshe says you're eating the goose because goose is delicious. This is a very important idea. Um, even right. when something is prohibited because of chukasagayim, that something can't be an objective good thing like eating turkey. Yeah, I would say also, Rabbi, you could probably throw in there um, a chocolate Easter egg. Even though the Easter egg is uh, a symbol of birth and rebirth of of Jesus and the rabbits, which are about fecundity, which is also an aspect of um, the idea of rebirth. Uh, but if it's chocolate, achila, you can't answer, right? So I'm not sure Rav Moshe would say this with regards to a chocolate Easter egg, but I'm sure he would say it with regard to chocolate in general. So <laughs> As the price as Valentine's Day approaches, the price of chocolate goes down. When you see chocolate cheaply on around Valentine's Day and you buy chocolate for your wife and hand it to your wife, chocolate is good. It's true that it was put out for Valentine's Day, but it's unmarked in any way. These aren't called Thanksgiving turkeys, they're just turkeys. And that's a very important idea that Rav Moshe puts forward. Unencumbered things that come to the market because this is the Christian season for them are not problematic as a matter of 
halacha. I'm not sure this is true for an Easter egg, but I'm pretty sure it's true for chocolate around Valentine's Day. And Rav Moshe says, even if Thanksgiving were a Christian holiday, which I'm sure it's not, and even though the Christians eat turkey on Thanksgiving, nonetheless, you can eat turkey on Thanksgiving as well. This is I, 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 again, I just want to quote Rav Moshe's lotion because, you know, they yes, say... But- let, let me quote it. Uh, so right. they, now, why would they make it that chayk? So let's say they decided an egg was the symbol. And, and of course, there is no chok to eat chocolate Easter eggs. But here, Ramesh says, even if they decided that this was a chayk of their religion, to and the Pope would issue an edict that eggs must be eaten and chocolate ones is a hither mitzvah. So he says, So I would say, based on Ramesh's lotion, that even the chocolate Easter egg, it can't get worse than a chaykla Maybe I'll think about it. I have to process this a little bit more. I'm uh, and here, Ramosha um, says as follows. Um, it's true, I previously told you that there's no problem of celebrating Thanksgiving and only Bale Nefesh um, should be prohibited. Actually, I think that it's prohibited to actually create I think eating turkey is permissible, but having a festive Thanksgiving meal is prohibited, Ramosha says. He says, not because it's a Christian holiday, because I know it's definitely not a Christian holiday, but rather, Ella Shemasha Ote Lasso Simcha Kobo Yomzek, Umidin Bakuko Sayem, Ote Lechu, Afshein Kokla Vodazar, Ella Kok, Hevel Vishut Vishtot Baalma. Even though I know it's completely not connected to a religion, nonetheless, it's a form of nonsense, and nonsense um, is distinctly um, uh, prohibited. And then Rav Moshe continues this conversation um, by saying that um, even though there is no um, pagan non-Jewish practice, um, nonetheless, um, I'm inclined to think that this is a form of um, establishing a non-Jewish practice, and it's a form of chukot hanachrim, independent of any religion. And he says, v'gam be'isr ze'en or bar, the ishla ayenot. 
And then Ramosha concludes this with some tentativeness. And he says, I'm not 100% sure that this is correct. And this requires further analysis. In this tuba, Rav Moshe seems to adopt the view that Chukas Hagayim applies to things that are secular. This is a very important idea that Rav Moshe, I'm going to use the following word, ponder, because we'll see he doesn't really adopt this view when he's finished. Moshe here ponders the following question. Is the prohibition of Chukot Hagoyim, um, laws of non-Jews, laws of idol worshippers, national laws? And you could imagine, and indeed we'll see Rav Moshe is inclined in that direction by the end of his analysis, that Chukos Hagoyim is limited to pagan custom. The custom that I'm imitating has to distinctly be limited to a worship practice. And if I had an American cultural practice in this tshuva, Moshe seems to indicate that would be prohibited. Um, the Ron seems to speculate to this effect as well, which is it's prohibited for Jews to be good Scotsmen or good Irishmen, and that excessive showings of national identity can supersede and contradict your identity as a good Jew. What Ramosha calls Isor Chok Nachrim Baalma, a generic prohibition to um, celebrate as an American might be something that in this tshuva um, Rav Moshe prohibits, at least to the extent that there's an American law. Now, I'm going to clue you into a reality. There's no law mandating the celebration of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a cultural phenomenon in America. It's actually a quite powerful cultural phenomenon on America, mandating that you celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm not exactly sure what Rav Moshe is referring to. It could have been that there was some discussion at some point of making Thanksgiving celebrations mandatory. And indeed, it could raise some halakhic questions if the government passed a law mandating the celebration of Thanksgiving. But of course, in the United States, there is no mandatory celebration of Thanksgiving, just like there is no mandatory celebration of July 4th. Marik, because the Marik that the Ramor quotes in Yoridea has usually been the halachic principle that the Paiskim work with. And the Marik says essentially that it's it can't be connected to Avedazar or Pritzus, that that's not called Bechukoseya, right? And we know that there's a Machlekas Rishonim on this, but the Ramah seems to embrace that Marik. Yes. So in the next Chuva that Rav Moshe publishes, Yoridea Felek Dalit Simon Bays, which is really Rav Moshe's final Chuva on this topic, and 
um, his longest analysis, and it's written um, out of prodding from Rabbi Mordechai Tendler, his grandson, who was his Jamish at that time. Um, Ramosha says, I've looked at these two votes, and I see a whiff of a contradiction between these various two votes, because in the previous Tuva that I just explained, I said there's a prohibition um, to establish a permanent celebration of Thanksgiving grounded in the Ramban and my read of the Gemara with um, with Yanai Hamelech, and you, you, Rabbi Mordechai Kendler, have pressed me as to how I want to harmonize this with the famous Ramah, which says there's no Kukum Sagayim. Um, when there's no hint of a Vodazara and there's no preachers. I'm going to assume for the purposes of this conversation that there's no preachers on Thanksgiving. Of course, I recognize you can introduce preachers everywhere, but Ramosha doesn't discuss preachers on Thanksgiving, so I'm not going to discuss it either. And Ramosha is insistent, unlike, let's say, Rabbi Menashe Klein or Rabbi Avigdor Miller, that, of course, there's no hint of a Vodazara in Thanksgiving. By the time um, Ramosha is writing his final tshuva, Rav Moshe is sure that Thanksgiving is without any um, pagan history or origin. And he gives you an even brief history of Thanksgiving. He says, I have learned or I've been told that Thanksgiving was celebrated because um, there was much food, and yet there was a place in which there was not enough food, and people were very hungry, and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> food arrived, and they had a day of Thanksgiving to celebrate the arrival of Thanksgiving. It's clear that somebody um, handed Ravosha at this point what I'll call an outline of a history of Thanksgiving. And um, Ramosha says, um, it's obvious that Kevan Shein Osen Zeb Bishvil Inyan Da'atehem, the Lomi Kaimei Da'atehem, Elohu Zecher Odavar Tehotaychler Da'atehem, Shalom Asen Zeb Ayyadeh Komum, Ayyadeh Anche Ba'alma, Shalom says it's obvious that Thanksgiving was established by non-Jews, but not for religious purposes, and not out of pro professing religion, and not because they were particularly pious, but just normal people because they were hungry. Um, and now there was food, that this is not a violation of. Moshe says it's obvious um, that um, the Ramah holds 
that an im kein lek iser mitzad bidui mitzvah about toast the glomishum alicha b'chukus agayim. There is no formal prohibition um, of chukus agayim, um, and in the second tshuva, where I said I wasn't sure if this is really prohibited, as I said, I'm going to tell you um, what I really mean. I really mean as follows. Um, it's possible to understand the Ramah um, that something that is um, without any benefit the people is violative of Chukos Agayim. And this might be the famous view of the Ramban, and it might be as well the famous view of the Groff. And Rav Moshe's point here goes as follows. When I said that there's some grounds for being strict on this matter, what I meant is, is that there's a minority opinion in Halakha which seems to prohibit as Kukosagayim anything that comes from the non-Jewish world around us that isn't fully and completely logical. Ramosha says as follows, even though he doesn't think this is the Halakha, he understands the following. When I have a non-Jewish practice, which is devoid of logic and reason, but it is also devoid of religious origin, it is possible to argue that halacha prohibits the practice. And Thanksgiving fits into that category. It is devoid of Christian origin. It's without any pagan practice, but it's different from the practice of a doctor wearing a white coat, which the Marik permits and which the Ramah endorses. The reason why we're comfortable with a doctor wearing a white coat with no chukasagayim is because it serves an obvious, valuable purpose. I run into a hospital and I need medical care. I need to know very quickly in an urgent way who's the doctor, who's the janitor, who's the electrician, who's the policeman. Uniforms serve a valuable purpose in the present. I want to know where the policeman is in times of police need and where the fireman is in times of fire need and where the doctor is in the time of medical need and woe onto the society that I bring the fireman in when I need a cardiologist and woe onto the society that brings a cardiologist in when I need a fireman. This is an important, important idea. But what Moshe says, it doesn't apply to mere historical celebration. Maybe the idea that we celebrate Thanksgiving because the pilgrims 450 years ago celebrated Thanksgiving, that's not enough of a justification. All that Ramosha says is that's a maybe. 
And that maybe explains why some people might be strict. Now, even then, Ramosha says those people who are strict would only not have a formal sit-down festive meal. But of course, there's nothing wrong at an Aguda convention when Aguda offers you a choice of main courses. One of the main courses they could offer you at the Aguda convention over Thanksgiving is um, turkey. Yes. Uh, and that's Rav Moshe's very important contribution. Rav Moshe thus... Rabbi Broy, just before you yes. go on, um, I, I, again, what my memory might be faulty on this. Um, I think the idea of when it doesn't have a tom is therefore we're choshesh, that it's somehow some sort of well, first of all, that fits in chok. Because as we know from Chazal's understanding of chok is uh, but there's also a chash that what's happening is some sort of unknown avodazar, like dark amori type of thing. It's, it's, it's built on some superstitious, perhaps even avodazar. If we see, like you explained, uh, the uniform of the doctor, so it's clear that it's not built as part and parcel of the religion that mandated it. But since there's no Tom, Memela, since it's a Suffolk and a Daraisa, Rechoshish, that this might be, even though the people today don't know what it's about, but it might be that this is conforming to some sort of Chok Lavei I think that's the idea. I no? don't, I don't, I, I'm perfectly happy with that idea. And there's definitely some halachic authorities who say this, Rabbi Menashe Klein perhaps heads in that direction. But Rav Moshe is completely convinced that Thanksgiving is without any Christian origins, and he's not inclined in that direction. Rav Moshe is inclined to think that when I have a historical celebration that does nothing valuable in the present, that might be a prohibited form of chukot hagayim, of hevel v'shtot. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm not in, I don't need to endorse it or not endorse it, but Ramosha is not prepared to predicate his prohibition of Thanksgiving on a hidden Christian origin because he does not believe that is true. Um, Ramosha Klein that you mentioned before and um, and Victor Miller uh, is 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 part of their uh, rationale based on the fact that of the the proclamations the that were issued by I think it was either Washington or Jefferson that we should use this day to go into church and thank our Savior um, is is that you know because clearly whether they were deists or true Christians. That is what their proclamation said, that people should go to their houses of worship and praise uh, praise God. Is that part of the reason why uh, Menashe Klein... It's, 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 um, it's not a problem to, to say, because of Washington pro- Thanksgiving proclamation, um, that Thanksgiving has a shemet of Christian origin. I just want to stop to say something historical. Thomas Jefferson, if he were alive and could zoom in, um, would note for the record that he declined to issue a Thanksgiving proclamation 
for the reasons that you have just articulated. He thought it was too religious and thus inappropriate for an American president. If he could zoom from the grave, he would note that connecting him to Thanksgiving is a historical error. Washington did it, and other presidents did it. Thomas Jefferson is famous for declining to issue a Thanksgiving proclamation for the reasons that you criticized George Washington. He noted in the chat that this is because Jefferson thought states could have religion, but the federal government could not. That's a more elaborate conversation in the other half of my life that I don't want to deal with right here and now. It's a very interesting and astute observation worthy of more than one academic paper, all of which have been written already. But I want to note as follows. Um, Ramosha's view goes as follows. One way to read the Ramah, which is not Ramosha's way of the technical halacha, but which Ramosha thinks might be suitable to be strict about, is when I have a ritual celebration that is nonsensical, that could be prohibited because of Kukosagayan. But when I have a non-Jewish proclamation that does something positive to the world that we live in, um, but not um, uh, but it, it, it only if it's worthwhile now, or Moshe says it's certainly not Kukosagayim, but if it's only historically worthwhile, then it might be governed by Kukosagayim. Ramosha's point in the, his two views has to do with whether Chukos Agayim allows us to celebrate secular but purely historical events. Ramosha writes, Me'ikar Hadin, um, the halacha permits historical celebrations um, so long as they're without Christian origins. And then Ramosha at various times suggested that historical celebrations that though nothing in the present and are now nonsensical, um, uh, it's possible that it's good to be strict to avoid celebrating. Rav Moshe's relationship with Thanksgiving is very fascinating because Rav Moshe goes back and forth. And it's hard to tell at the end of the day what Rav Moshe thought. Rav Moshe clearly thought it was not author to celebrate Thanksgiving. In some two votes, Ramosha seems to indicate that it might be good to avoid celebrating Thanksgiving. And in other two votes, he indicates neutrality one way or another. In all of the two votes, he agrees there's nothing wrong with eating Thanksgiving, even if in some of the two votes, he indicates having a formal established yearly festive meal is something that's better to avoid. That exactly was the policy that Rabbi Soloveitchik had to have a formal festive meal. And let me add, Rabbi Belsky, one of Rav Moshe's central Talmudim in the last half of Rav Moshe's life, proposed a compromise in Rav Moshe's name. Rabbi Belsky maintained that really Rav Moshe felt as follows. If Thanksgiving were a sign of patriotism, such that it had a positive development in the present. In celebrating it, it reminded people that we were good patriots in a lovely American government. That was enough of a value to celebrate Thanksgiving in the present. 
But as Thanksgiving devolved into football shopping and revelry and away from its patriotic origins of the, of the post-Civil War America, there was less of a reason to celebrate it. And that was what Rabbi Belsky felt was the proper compromise. Interesting about skipping a year with turkey. Like maybe have a meal, but don't have the turkey every year. So um, Rabbi Henkin, Rabbi Yudha Herzl Henkin of blessed memory, notes that the simplest way to avoid Ramosha's problem of Pukasagoyim is to occasionally skip. And that if you occasionally skip, then you've demonstrated I don't ever skip Yom Kippur. I don't, I've yet to miss a Pesach Seder. But you demonstrate its lack of religiosity by occasionally skipping. So when my son got married on Thanksgiving, my oldest son got married on Thanksgiving many years ago. I didn't have a Thanksgiving meal. I had a wedding celebration. Um, And maybe it's a good idea to occasionally skip Thanksgiving just to remind people that it's not part of our religious calendar. That is definitely the approach Rabbi Henkin took in the tshuva that he sent to me on this topic, which is published in B'nai B'anam. I'm wishing everybody a, a patriotic and happy Thanksgiving. I think Rabbi Belsky is on to something important. If we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, it's not by playing football or shopping a little bit more on Amazon. It's by reminding ourselves of the gratitude we feel to the government of the United States for being a just government. And we hope and pray that this just government continues to treat us and all of its other wonderful citizens um, in the most proper way. Cementing that feeling sometimes goes along with having certain types of foods or certain, because we need as human beings sometimes ritual to ha- to cement or at least to get us in that feeling. So the fact that you serve a certain thing is sort of like it stirs that idea. It isn't necessarily, um, it isn't necessarily because Turkey becomes the Avedah Zorah, but that's how you know it's Haidah time. So, I won't disagree with that. That's a fascinating analysis of a variety of rituals, both in the Jewish and the secular literature. I don't disagree with Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.